Welcome back to He's Abroad. My name is Jason, and as always, I'm joined by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's up, John? How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Things are good. Uh, things are busy, but things are good. You I'm haven't caught. Time. You haven't caught the virus on the subway yet. Nope, not yet. Okay. Not yet. But my trip uh, to San Francisco has officially been canceled. Not happening. Not going to San Francisco. So if you want to know about the game that we've just announced, you just have to look it up in the news. Missile Command recharged. Officially announced. We're on the homepage Wait, are of Engadget. Are you using this, this podcast cool. for your own personal advertising? <laughs> Maybe. What just happened? <laughs> what just, what just, just happened just there? You. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You didn't, you didn't bring that up in our in our two-minute show prep? What's wrong with you? It's public it's public facing. I don't need to tell you. This is the personal catch-up time. Wow. This isn't even technically this isn't te- technically the organized portion of the show. This wow, is you just, you just freaked out your own product. What just happened here? The freewheeling, <laughs> winging it part of the podcast. That's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. You said, what's up? This is what's up. Actually, I asked what's up. <laughs> then you might have returned the question. I don't remember how we got here. I did not. Return, I don't think I returned the question. <laughs> Point is, it was a good week. That was fun to get that out into the world. It's not out yet, though. But you could pre-register on iOS and Android. <laughs> Let me have it. Can I have it? Whatever. At this point, it's oh fine. my god, you're just mad. You're oh, mad. I'm not mad. I'm just uh, just disappointed. <laughs> Why? Why are you disappointed? Just disappointed. Use this very small platform to, uh, again, am I getting a cut from this money, from you advertising? Am I going to get a paycheck? You can get the same cut that I get from it personally, which is (laughs) nothing. (laughs) So you can take a fraction of that nothing that I get from the proceeds of that game. Yeah. How's that sound? Fine. All right. Glad we got a good deal here. So yeah, otherwise... uh, Busy hockey to uh, I'm at one of my teams that has been absolutely horrible has finally started winning some games, so that's cool. And uh, my team that was once consistently a playoff contender is uh, really shitty, so that's uh, that's not good. And the only excuse have you ever encountered this? The only excuse that they can have as to why we're not doing well this season or the last season is because we're getting old. I mean, you are getting old. You get into that point where not me specifically. I mean, you're getting it's old. more like our better, our best players are getting old. <laughs> yeah, look, man, I'm getting old. I mean, I look at myself and go, man, I'm I'm playing against guys that are 25, 26, and you know, it gets to the point where it's just like, you know, I don't know if I want to keep, if I want to keep showing up and giving maximum effort to this. Yeah, your whole lifestyle is not like kind of diminishing the feel of that age. I mean, it is, but I can also understand when someone goes, hey, I'm in my 40s, man. What am I doing arguing yeah, with 20-year-olds? There are, <laughs> like, there are some out. Who's saying you have to argue with them? You just skate circles around them and make them feel shitty. You just well, that's the thing is them. that eventually you can't skate necessarily circles around them. And I would say that a lot of players that are probably pretty good, that they don't ever move to the point in the game where they don't try to outskate everyone. There comes a point where you just have to be better. You have to be smarter, and that's exactly and again, exactly. For, and that's why for, the age for amateur thing is players so... that's that's hard. That's hard for amateur players to not just use physical ability. When sometimes it's like, well, actually, I'm I actually understand what I'm doing, and that's why it's like, yeah, I probably don't feel it because I don't nearly skate as hard as I used to. But I'm also I would consider myself a smarter player. So yeah, yeah. 
I've never had physical activity and I've never been that smart. So I kind of, yeah. So you're going to be really in trouble weird... at my age. <laughs> yeah. Really but I've played with some, I, the, the whole thing, like they have this over 40 league in at Chelsea Piers, And I never really understood the over 40 concept because I, some of the best people I've played with are over 40. And then some of the worst people I've played with some really shitty 25 year olds. You yeah, know, it's the, it's the attitude though. When you get to that age, I guess because you have to play with a bunch of 25 year olds. Yeah, I, I suppose. Do you think that's what it is? Yeah, it's just that's about exactly that. Because I think it people is. say it's about skill. <laughs> I mean, but again, the game is just—it's a—it's a bit better. It's a better quality of hockey once you get into your mid thirties, forties. Like it is. Like it's just—it's more of like, hey, you know, I'm doing this so that way I don't drop dead. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> just a little smarter. Fair enough. Well, just got to stay young forever. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm at, I'm at a point now where people ask me how old I am. I have to like take some time to figure out how old I am. Like I like the years kind of blend together. Like I was trying to figure out. I dusted off the uh, Obama Seals jersey yesterday, and I was, was sending it to somebody. And I was like, "Yeah, this is from 2012. How many years ago was that?" And then I did the math, and I was like, "Well, wait, how old was I? Oh, wait, I wasn't that young. That doesn't make any sense. No, I had to be. I had to be older than that." <laughs> And then I worked out the math. It's like, oh, okay, got it. That's how old I was because well, that's how old I am. Well, if you it's really like I hit 30 feel, and it's like I never felt like I got past 30. It's like I've really been 30 for the last old, two years. If you really want to feel old, watch a movie from the mid-2000s. Looks completely oh, different like, from the way movies are shot today. Oh, just completely watch. Different. Completely just, different. Yeah. What, what is the example that you have? Well, again, we can talk about it later, but I watched Casino Royale and it just looks different. It doesn't yeah, look we'll like movies in the last five, ten years. It looks like movies from 30 years ago. It's very strange. Hmm. Interesting. Just go back and watch um, just movies where people said the CGI is awesome. It's not. And then, <laughs> yeah, the Matrix Matrix Reloaded. It's rough. It's real bad. Her flying the Smith out the fight. It's really bad. The Smith fight with they look like a bunch of rubber rubber dudes. It's very yeah. strange. Looking. Again, technology moves fast. Yeah, but maybe we we can revisit this later. We got. Um, before before we jump into some news, gotta I want to introduce. Uh, so uh, Greg wrote to me. He sends me a text. He says, uh, "Sorry for the late text." He sent this at eleven thirty at night, so it's not even that that late. But regardless, I didn't see it until the morning. Nah, that's pretty he late. Said, that's if you text me after ten, I'm upset. Just saying. I mean, it's not like I hear it. Yeah, but it just don't don't send me messages after ten. Anyway, he said, sorry for the late text, but I had a funny idea for the podcast, for a podcast segment. It's called You Listen to Me, and it's just Arlen's text about whatever. Ha ha. <laughs> and you know what? I like it. So here's the first segment officially titled You Listen to Me. And here's what Arlen says. <laughs> Tell John to watch Married at First Sight and or the new Love is Blind series on Netflix. Also, the spinoff of 90 Day Fiance is called 90 Days Later, and it's about what happens after they get married. But I didn't watch either of those shows. That's it. Again, Alice has watched both of these shows, and I can't do it. (laughs) I can't. I've seen it, and it's rough. It's real rough. Uh, I don't know. Not so much Married at First Sight, but definitely that Love is Blind Netflix show. I watched maybe 10 minutes of it, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Is Married at First Sight just like a Vegas thing? 
I don't know, actually. I don't know how Married at First Sight works. Love is Blind, if I'm correct here, is that basically they had a group of men in a house and a group of women in a house. And they basically like went into these private rooms and talked to someone on the other side. So they couldn't see what this person looked like. Right, so they can only listen to the voice, have conversations with them, and of course, it's like, oh, I feel such a deep connection with you, and it's like, shut up, no, you don't. <laughs> and it's like, it's just they stamped like the same human being five times, so it's just like yeah. the same bro and the same woman over and over again. And so then, I guess at some point, they sort of pair up, and then they some of them get married, some of them don't. I don't know. I, I just watched this happen as I was like, I'm gonna go into the kitchen, and then it's like, oh, okay, yep, there she's watching this again. I'm gonna go back downstairs. It turned into that thing. Where you sort of like mm. get a glance of it, and you're like, I can't watch this. The thing that I like about 90 in. Day Fiance is that, yeah. like, the thing that bugs me about reality shows, and especially like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, it's just, it's like the same human stamped over and over again. It's like the same woman or the same dude. And it's just like, you could tell this person is an actor or they want to be on TV. So they're just pushing really hard to be on TV. But 90 Day yeah. Fiance, these are real regular looking people. Well, they got half of those people. They have the one person who really wants to be on TV and the other person who's just like, oh, if that's what I need to do. To, yeah, but to that, run that's, this again, I'm not through. convinced because even the 90 Day Fiance stuff, I'm not convinced that these people don't want to be TV stars. It's just they, they got some real wonky. I mean, like, look at Ann Fiesta, for example, right? She looks like she a wanted to be a star. Uh, yeah, kidding? but she, she looks, wants to be a star. but she doesn't look like the Bachelorette. She looks like a Muppet. <laughs> like, her face is completely <laughs> bloated. And there's some, wow. there's something Holy fun shit. in that for me where it's just oh like, God. oh, these are train wrecks of human beings, but then they're also marrying like these schlub dudes or the opposite, these schlub women in America. So it's like these foreigners who are just like, hey, American dream. And they find like, you know, so-and-so from the middle of Ohio. <laughs> and it's like, that's not the American dream. So there's just, there's some real quality characters in that show where I don't feel that same thing for like the the big brother, like the, the other reality shows where it's just like young 20-somethings that want to be stars. Where this is like, hey, there's a 41-year-old dude who's dating a 20-year-old. Like there's some more, there's some comedy in that for me at least. Um, and then you start realizing that it starts going both ways where you get like these old just for lack of a better term, some real trashy looking white women just getting these random foreigners and then it just falls apart because then it turns into, you know, I'm not going to let you stay in here because this is America and if you don't love me, you got to get out and then it turns into some real (laughs) Trump-ish stuff as well, which is great. So yeah, the 90 Day Fiance stuff, there's a special... It's a special level of of nonsense in there that that intrigues me that the other reality shows just don't do. So I searched Married at First Sight and the first article that popped up is from the Daily Mail... UK. What a souvenir. Married at first sight star Kathy Evans went to Thailand with a surgical tour company to undergo her $9,050 breast enhancement. Man. (laughs) Where do you even begin with that? It's a surgical tour. It's like, yeah, it's like going on a cruise. Surgery. That's the, oh man, I I thought that was going to be one image. Okay. So I just sent you the, uh, the after. This oh, yeah, yeah. This, this, this is exactly what this human being turns into. They all turn into the same girl. With but she changed. Fillers. It's a big difference. It's not just the, uh, I mean, you could see if it's a surgical tour, right? She got a lot more work done than just, uh, than just well, I've, the Well, I've learned this by implants. watching these shows, right? Like the girls, they get lip fillers and then they get fillers in their cheeks as well. So the cheeks get puffy and mm-hmm. then they get nose jobs. So their nose started looking a little munted. <laughs> they get the nose. I, see, I see commercials for the lip injections on CNN. Like Juvederm, and it is one of the most ridiculous commercials because they have the the Juvederm commercial. 
I, I, let me just see if I can find this real quick. It's Juvederm. so sad because she just looks much more yeah. like a human being. She's much more attractive keep, without this Muppet surgery that she gets put on. Yeah, keep a uh, Juvederm commercial. Just try to uh, vamp a little more here. Did you say Juvederm? <laughs> Juvederm. Juvederm. Yeah, here we go. This is this is how the commercial starts, so it like really gets your attention. <laughs> that can't be real. That's not real. Stop it. It's real. And it's on all the time. No, it's not. It's a real song. This song is called Karaoke by somebody. I forgot who it was because I looked it up at one point like, what in the hell is this? And it's just like all these models walking around making poses and then they're zooming in on their lips and then you get all those. Um, yeah, you want to hear the rest of it? I'll keep going. Here we go. Oh, wow. Cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Add fullness to lips with Juvederm Ultra XC and smooth moderate to severe lines around the nose and mouth with Juvederm XC. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or are taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, (laughs) As with all fillers, there is a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Juvederman. Talk to your doctor about the ju- <laughs> Yeah, it's real. That's a real thing. So I just I just did a search for this and you can get this done in New Zealand. No. Oh, you gonna do it? You gonna get some uh, you gonna get some lip injections? Give us the before and afters. Uh, so what is it used for? Marionette it, it lines, you, corners didn't of the you mouth, listen? lines, lip borders, you can have, smile lines. See, but in New Zealand you don't get ads for medical stuff. I don't think they're allowed to advertise any medical stuff on TV here. So you, you don't get, get those so, types of advertising. You just have to you have to watch American TV and then figure that you want to do it. Yeah, the CNN plastic surgery stuff you get is. I mean, there's that one. I don't know if that's technically plastic surgery, but like those those kind of procedures. There's that one, and then there's um, there's like a weight loss one. It's um, sauna Bella or something like that. And they always show that picture of like, yeah, you're going to be in and out in a few minutes, and we're just going to get rid of all that fat that you don't want, and then you know you're you're looking good. In and out, free consultation. Then you come back, and it's pretty good. It's real funny because, like, on yeah. the site, yeah, you could totally get a, you could totally get Juvederm here, and they'll pump your lips full of Juve. I mean, I think the last thing I need is, is, is lip injections. I, you well, know, you have I options. This, it's not just one type. For, the funny thing with lip injections that I think all black people look at that and go, "Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't think that's something <laughs> that I need to do to my face." <laughs> Other things, sure. Maybe you want some Botox to clear the forehead lines, but I think most black people are like, nah, I think I got enough lip. <laughs> All right, I'm looking in a uh, in an incognito. Oh shit! Now that I searched that in an, uh, in my YouTube app, I'm definitely going to be seeing. Uh, yeah, you are. Let's see some of that. Well, the question ads, is: buddy. Are there? Are that yeah? So that what they're playing in the on the website is actually the it's from the commercial, like these girls just dancing and posing. Oh, this one black girl. Well, of course, you got to put one in there because, you know, you might get the odd black person that's watching this and then, you know, it's 2020. You got to put everyone in these commercials. Yes, you got options. Cheek, lines, and lips. You can get, I think you should try it. Do the before and after. See what happens. See what it looks (laughs) like. I just love, I'm looking at the site now. I love these before and afters where they give you like the most normal looking versions of this, not the cartoon version that you normally get. I don't know. 
I don't get it. Like I'm looking at this before after of Natasha and her lips look bigger before. But I get I don't know if that's actually the goal. Like I don't no, understand. Well, see, what these Natasha do. okay, so she did get lips. Ashley did. looks the same. Whatever. I think that's like a cheek thing going on. Oh, because true, uh, it might not be actually okay. the lips. It could be with with, with oh, Natasha, her... she just got her upper lip filled. Oh, is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, the bottom lip is the same. It's the upper lip because it, it pouts out a bit more. Oh, here we go. No, she this uh, Natasha got the cheeks. She got uh, the cheeks okay. treatment. See, and again, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I'm talking about this stuff like I know what happens. I have no clue. All I know I is that the people on yeah, TV you go too far. That's all I know. Here's what we need to do. You're gonna you're gonna get this done. Am report I? back. <laughs> and uh, and I'm gonna get the bugs, and I'll report back on that. I can eat the bugs. <laughs> so here, how I about say, I pay nobody, for the nobody bugs. wrote back. Nobody wrote back about me eating the bugs. I'll, I'll pay for the bugs if you pay for my Juvederm. <laughs> How much is it? How much are you talking? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm 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 getting a tax return most likely, so we'll see what that comes back at, and then we'll yeah, talk that's, again. That's real good use of the government <laughs> money that they give you back to put back into the economy. You're gonna give it to me to get yeah. lip fillers. <laughs> but it, yeah, <laughs> might be worth it. And I think they, do they it. wear off after a while? They might. I think they dissolve uh, after a while, so you got to keep getting them done. Here's a general premise: like we're we're doing this for fun. Like it, it's going to happen. John will get this done, and it'll just be for fun. But don't don't do it. Don't inject shit in your face. And again, again, I'm not getting this done either because you're not going to give me the money for this. I might. <laughs> Alice and I will split it. She's going to be like, "Yeah, <laughs> I need a, I need to pretty up my man and get some <laughs> shit in his shit in his lips. <laughs> need to tighten up those cheeks or whatever that means. I don't know." <laughs> All right, but look, but thank you for the thank you for the suggestions. I, I don't yeah. think the, the Love Is Blind has already been watched in this household. Married at first sight. I don't. Oh my god! I'm watching this this clip now. Oh, she's doing the cabbage patch. Oh no! Like I just went to the main page and there's like the cat. The cat. Yeah, walk, that's in the commercial the, to that song. Hard walk. Yeah. yeah, this girl doing the cabbage patch in this like 18th century mm-hmm. house is very weird. Yeah, um, it's so. Imagine you turn on CNN at seven in the morning as one would, and you get a commercial break and you hear that song, and you're like, what? What could this possibly be? And then they're advertising uh, lip injections with Juvederm. Man, who who came up with this? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I find is that if you, because I've I've done stuff before where you have music to trailers or things like that, and whoever's there in the decision, so somebody in that room was like, "Hey, I, I you ever hear this guy? This is pretty cool. This could be fun. It's really catchy. It grabs your attention." And someone's like, "All right, it sounds good. Let's focus test it." And then you do, and it works. Then you run it for like over a year. That thing's been running. Yeah, yeah. They're probably making a killing too. So, I guess who am I to judge? Um, yeah, don't don't judge. People want to look beautiful. Let them. But look though, if there's okay. any, well, if, there's, if there's any other reality shows, like th- there's this Lego show with Will Arnett that I'm I'm tempted to start watching, but I can't I can't do it. I can only watch so much TV. Hmm. So, well, let's move on. Well, uh, so we got for those that don't know, John's not watching news, not on social media. So it is up to me to find some news to tell him, uh, tell him about every week. So again, drop the ball because too busy. But I got a couple stories here that are fun. And uh, I also think it'd be good before we do that to just do a little coronavirus check in. Dun, dun, dun. The thing that's going to kill us all. Coronavirus. What's going on in uh, what's, what's going on with coronavirus in New Zealand? As far as I know, there's only five cases and. Out of the, there's 
two hus- there's two couples, two husband and wife, and then a rather random person. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's all in Auckland. It hasn't reached me. People are buying toilet paper and cleaning supplies, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. What? Toilet, just toilet paper and cleaning supplies? Well, apparently toilet paper, is this not happening in New York where you can't buy toilet paper anymore? People are stocking up on toilet paper and cleaning <laughs> supplies because they've been told that that's the thing you're not going to be able to find if this becomes a pandemic. I, ha- I have, um, I went into Rite Aid yesterday to get tissues and there was a lot of toilet paper. There okay. was a lot of tissues. So maybe uh, people in New York haven't uh, panicked yet. But uh, yeah, I talked to my parents yesterday and they said in Costco and Arizona, you can't find toilet paper or paper towel. It's all gone. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I haven't. I haven't seen that. I mean, I believe it. I believe it. But I, I don't know how that's going to help you. How long? If there's a pandemic, right? Like in the movie Contagion, how long did it take for them to actually come to the vaccine? Because I think here they said vaccine will probably be ready in eighteen months, twelve to eighteen months. They said eighteen months. That's the that's the length. That's the length. Okay. So you got eighteen months. It might be dubbed a pandemic sooner. We had a pandemic about a decade ago. What was it? H1N1? That was the one, right? Is that, H1N1. Is that bird flu? H1N1 Maybe. bird flu? Might be. Influenza virus subtype H1N1 is subtype influenza A virus. That was the most common cause of human influenza in 2009 and is associated with the 2018 outbreak known as the Spanish flu. It is in orthomyxovirus that contains the glyc... I'm not reading that because I can't pronounce any of that <laughs> stuff. I don't know if it is... Uh, I don't know if that is bird flu. I think that's something else. Bird flu. Maybe. Uh, but, again, it's amazing. Maybe. Like, nothing here in New Zealand is... It's swine flu. is H1N1. Um, okay. So, yeah, again, nothing here has been canceled, but you're starting to see events of people not wanting to go to big events and concerts and things. Like yeah. one of the dudes, one of the dudes that was infected went to a Tool concert apparently. So, uh. <laughs> which, is, which sums up New Zealand in so many ways more than I can explain. Um, so yeah, like there's no real there's there's worry, but I wouldn't say there's panic yet. People are still doing normal stuff. You get a couple emails from work about washing your hands for twenty seconds and you know more Purell in the bathrooms, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, South by Southwest has officially been canceled. Has it? Okay, so they're canceling big events in the States. So Yeah, well, Game Developer Conference was canceled. And the question from the gaming industry side is whether E3 is going to be canceled in June. Because that one, obviously there's some time until it comes, but will things be better? Will things be worse? Hard to say. And E3 is already on like a downward trajectory and is going through its own issues. So if they have to cancel that thing, like that's where ESA makes most of its money is through E3. So by canceling that, there's going to be a lot of problems that ripple. And if I was a Wall Street dude, I might be looking at shorting airline stocks this year. Just because I think people are going to scale back their travel. And regardless of whether or not there is a cure or something's fixed for this, I think people just in general are going to say, you know what, maybe this year I don't travel as much. Or depending on where you travel, but either but again, way, it doesn't you're matter. Still, like where you travel, in a if you go to tube Europe, with a bunch of people. But yeah. again, you go to Europe, you're going to catch this. 
Like you have a better Allegedly. chance of catching this in Europe, and these just as are just as good of a chance of catching it when you go to Italy, as you do if you're in China. Really, like sure, there's more and more people in China, but China's been this has been going on in China since November, and people have said that China and South Korea have reached their peak, but this thing's going to spread throughout these other countries at the rate that it spread across China. So yeah, I would maybe say May June is when you might even be able to begin to see. Okay, can we not? worry about this anymore weather might change this as well right if it's like the flu you have a lot less cases of the flu in the summertime than you do in the winter so as the northern hemisphere starts to warm up in spring and summer maybe this dies off i don't know i don't want to get into some trump politics but it's interesting hearing the like he's going talking about it saying anybody who wants to get tested can get tested and it's and it's perfect it's uh it's a miraculous test or some nonsense like that and then you talk to anybody else, not true. or even <laughs> Pence, and it's like, yeah, you, no, we don't have enough test kits. They're not. We're we're still trying to get them out there, <laughs> and they just keep putting keeping people uh, quarantined on cruise ships. Could you imagine? I was thinking about this earlier because there are there's there's a cruise ship by outside of San Francisco where there's a few people infected, and they just have to stay in the cruise ship. And they talked to somebody on CNN who was uh, who had like a room with a balcony and they spoke to the people next to them on the balcony. Like, could you imagine being stuck on a cruise ship, like being had to be quarantined where you can't leave your room and you had one of those inside rooms without any windows. You're basically in prison, right? <laughs> you're, you're on Alcatraz. <laughs> like that's prison because you, you have no windows. You have no, you can't see the sunlight. You can't, you can't see any outside world. You can't open the door. You can't leave. And, and the only time someone's knocking on your door is when they're bringing you food. And occasionally you'll hear announcements from the, uh, from the captain to be like, Hey, here's the latest. Uh, you still can't leave, but uh, you're going to have beet stew for, for dinner. And those cruise ship rooms aren't very big. No, because the point of tiny. a cruise ship is not to be stuck in your room. It's supposed to be, right. you know, roaming around. Yeah, but after this, I, I've basically decided if I do go on a cruise ship, I if I do go on a cruise again, which I I could imagine, I got a lot of my life ahead of me. One would hope, and if I do cruise again, I would uh, probably get a room with. I definitely get a room with a window. That's the minimum. That's the minimum threshold for me personally, but I would also strongly consider a room with the with a little bit of an outdoor space just because in case you get quarantined yeah that could be awful yeah and again this isn't the the first cruise was off of japan right there was a cruise off of japan a couple of weeks ago that the same thing happened they were stuck on that thing for a month right it was a long time yeah, I actually they kind of just dropped the story on that one. I'm not really well, sure. I think the cruise, I think they docked the cruise. Everyone got off. It was over. <laughs> so no, think. they didn't. They docked it and they stayed on there. They took off some of the Americans, but I mean, who are willing to? Because there was one American who stayed behind. So wait, so why can't they just dock this boat in San Francisco? And just say don't get off. If it's just off the know. coast, right? Like, at what point do you start running out of food on a cruise boat? Right, those things have to be stocked mostly for probably what double the amount of food that you would assume that they need just for emergencies, but not much more. I'd probably say you wouldn't dock it because other because a cruise ship is not just sitting in that dock for a while, and other ships would use it. So if you leave it outside of it, then other ships can come in and out of the dock. And if you need to give supplies, then you just send a boat over there with some supplies. I guess, man. But that sounds like a real bad place to get stuck, though. Like it sounds like it would be fun at first if you're a real cruise person, no. but then after about yeah, a week awful. of you being stuck in your room, basically you've got to go nuts because those rooms aren't very big. So no, 
yeah, it's not it's it's not a good scenario. So looks like uh, coronavirus here uh, here to stay for a little while. It's not really going anywhere. There was a story about a hospital in China that was created that actually had a collapse and trapped like 70 people in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that just happened a few hours ago. So wait, like the building collapsed? Yeah, the building collapsed. Wow. Well, that's yeah, awful. Well, you throw up these makeshift hospitals. Who knows what's going to happen? China, China's whole situation is weird because you don't really know what you can and cannot believe. Well, like they still don't know where this thing came from, right? Like, where did this flu start? Like, they always it came give... from pangolins. I thought, what the hell's a pangolin? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird ass scaly. It kind of looks like an armadillo. How do you spell um, this thing? P a n g o l i n. Is this true? That's right. Whoa, That's this thing's weird looking. It yeah, is. It's, it's like an armadillo thing. with a, like a snouty nose. Yeah, it's like a more agile. It, you, it appears like it would be a more agile armadillo. So wait, did this thing it's cough like in somebody's face? Lankier. Like, how did we? Like, how do you get from this thing to us? Uh, I think they ate it. Oh, <laughs> in no. China, I think that's what happened. <laughs> oh no! You uh, yeah, can't I don't eat this thing. Why? Who's eating this? This thing looks gross. <laughs> why would you eat this? China. That's why. They eat any. They'll, they'll eat, they, you know, why not? You got to try it. Someone had to try a cow. Who, someone, had to, someone had to try a cow once. The name like, pangolin good. comes from the Malay word pingulingling, pingulingling, meaning one who rolls up. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's see. It's a thing that rolls up into a ball like an armadillo. Here we go. This thing looks like a this Pokemon. Is, uh, so, so, I'm gonna, so reading this uh, story on the New York Times, this is an opinion piece. Because this is uh, true. This, this, this has to be some fake news, right? Someone didn't eat this thing. Well, here's the line. Genetic, gene- genetic analysis has come up short of pinpointing the culprit so far, but the prime suspect is the pangolin, a long-snouted, scaly, ant-eating mammal virtually known in the West, virtually unknown in the West, but widely prized in China as a delicacy and for its purported medical virtues. So now, on suspicion that it might have infected humans with COVID-19, the pangolin would finally be spared and protected. Or will it? China has had wildlife trading bans on the books for three decades, but those haven't presented pangolins from being the most trafficked mammal in the world. Wow, really? Yeah. It's the most trafficked ma- Really? I would have not guessed that if you would have said, what's the most trafficked animal in the world? I would have not yeah. guessed this thing. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I forgot I heard about that, too. And that's what's going on. So, uh, yeah, these things, I guess there's a ton of them in China. Man. I don't know where they're going. Huh. Well, they're going to someone's plate, apparently. Holy shit. So, in 2007, the sale of pangolin products outside of uh, specially certified hospitals and clinics was outlawed. In 2018, Hubei province, where Wuhan is, created some 300 wildlife conservation zones and cracked down on unlicensed hunting and trading. Here we go. But none of this has helped pangolins. In January 2019, nine tons of pangolin scales thought thought to have come from some 14,000 animals, were seized in a single shipment in Hong Kong. The next month, 33 tons of pangolin meat were discovered in Malaysia, and in April, 14 tons of scales in Singapore. Do you think that we ate pangolin meat unknowingly? Oh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or is this enough of a delicacy that you you have to pay big bucks for this the? Yeah, that's it. I don't know about that, but... You're thinking like the like the horse in the in the IKEA meatballs? 
Like <laughs> Wait, there's horse and unknowing? Ikea meatballs? There was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> when? <laughs> oh, we're going down the rabbit hole. Horse meat, Ikea. I mean, Here look, I mean, I think you're right, though. I think at some point, it gets, yeah, how 20, do you know 2013. that it's not, How do you know to eat a pig or a Ikea cow? recalls meatballs after detection of horse meat. That was in uh, 2013. But it's funny, though, because like what? I bet you horses probably. I mean, we've talked to a couple of people specifically overseas about eating horse. And they yeah, oh, to be yeah like, one guy delicious. explicitly. Some guy I met for the first time. He's like, "You should come to my, come to my island in Japan. We eat horses. You should eat horses." <laughs> I mean, I think they eat horses in Germany as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but so but, yeah, but, but I, at the I, same time, I look at a horse and I look at a cow and I go, "Well, why am I, I going to eat one but not the other?" I don't think they're exporting the pangolin meat. I think I think they're keeping the pangolin meat in China. Themselves. Yeah, I. It seems very specific to that. It almost looks like you're eating rats. Like I, I would. It, it's kind of like that, right? You're eating like this kind of squirrely, like, like how big is a pangolin? Because when they said that many tons, I'm like, Jesus, how many pangolins do they but murder? But these things must be heavy if their scales are used for, like, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and their scales are used for, like, armor and stuff. Like, they've got to have some pretty hard, like, these scales got to be pretty strong. So it seems yeah. like scales come first, but then the meat is just like, well, we might as well try this, right? Because think about it. Like, I mean, I bet you every single animal, including human, have been have been tasted at some point, right? Like, there's not an animal that we haven't eaten. There's some animals that we've eaten and go, oh, that's disgusting. Don't eat that again. But yep. I think every animal, we've someone, someone in history has tried to eat it. Yeah. So, yeah, For I'm not sure. surprised. I'm just surprised that it's the most trafficked animal in the world. I would have not guessed that. That's a great, like, Jeopardy question. Now, you know, if you're on Jeopardy, they ask you, what's the most trafficked mammal in the world? You'd be like, a pangolin. And they're like, that's not how you pronounce it. And you're like, oh, fuck. Well, whatever. It's close enough. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I want to know the list of, of, of trafficked animals, of like the, the top 10 trafficked animals in the world. Animals or mammals? Animals. Right? Because okay. it says the most trafficked animal in the world. This most trafficked most animals traffic on animal. Earth, yes. June 2019. How okay. about that? Give me the list. You want to guess? Or can I guess? Let's see. I'm going to guess that there's some alligators in there. People are. are Let me like just make sure this jives right? with. Yeah. Okay. So they. So this just to confirm. Is pangolin. Pangolin number is number one on this list. Okay. Which is wild. So you. But this does extend. This list does extend beyond mammals. So there's some fish in there. There are right? mammals. But there, there is some underwater. So it's got to be like sharks, life. right? Like someone's definitely trafficking a couple of sharks. Yep, sharks is on the list. Okay. Uh, they are number four. Sharks in general, or a specific type of shark? It just says sharks. Okay, sharks. Then, like, are are whales on there? Because someone's trafficking some whale meat. Some some, some whale. You're fins. talking about volume. You're not talking about. I mean, one whale though is a lot of volume. Like, That's how many pangolins? How many? How many? What's the scale of whale to pangolin? How many? A lot. How many pangolins do you need to? to a whole lot of whale. You need a lot of pangolins. Just, <laughs> yeah. just, just read me the list. Re- read, read down the list. Go, go from ten to one. Number ten, macaws. Ah, it's like a bird. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, I can see that. Like pretty yeah. birds. Number number nine, African elephants. Okay, I was gonna. The elephant was gonna be on there, but sure. At nine, I'm shocked by that. I figured it would have been a little, a little higher, but I bet you that's dropped in recent years. You know, I wonder why. Number eight. Yeah, you would never guess this one. The Saiga antelope, or the Saiga antelope. S-A-I-G-A. S-A-I-G-A. 
Yeah, these things are weird looking. Is it? Is a lot of African animals on this list? Is what it looks like. Whoa, this thing is weird uh, looking. It's like a moose. <laughs> yeah, it's got some odd looking horns going on there. Uh, uh, number this seven. Is, this is a Eurasian animal. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Number seven, the snow leopard. Okay, of course, of course. I don't know what they're doing with them. They got paragraphs on all these, but they got they got pretty little skins, right? Snow leopards. Snow leopards are beautiful looking animals. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I wanted to, if I if I did have to have a cat. In my house, I'd want like a big cat. Give me like a snow leopard or a, or you a, want a cat that or can something eat you. like that. <laughs> yeah, give me give me one that I could you know, give me one that could cuddle me. You know, that's what I'm looking for. So another thing that I'm guessing uh, is on this list as well is that the, the stupid panda's got to be on this list. But continue. <laughs> I don't think it is, and I looked ahead, so I don't. I of course, because who wants so. to traffic in this dumb animal? This one continue. seems like a cop out, but they but number six it says birds of prey. Okay, so eagles, right? Like eagles and falcons. I guess it doesn't really say. So birds of prey, maybe t- they had a little mustard to these descriptions. Just tell me what it is. Being it's just basically like any animal that some rich guy in the middle of nowhere, or some you know, some rich prince, yeah, would like want in his eagles house. and shit. <laughs> it's yeah, like an eagle, like an eagle and a snow leopard. <laughs> like that's that's what he wants. So like they go from that, like that's very vague. Birds of prey to the one of the most specific things on this list, the hawksbill turtles. Hmm. Okay. Hawksbill turtles. Why? Yeah, they're like Does they're like sea why? turtles. Um, let's see. Thinking about getting a sea turtle shell. See, all of these start like this. Thinking about getting a sea turtle shell as a souvenir, or even just a small piece of jewelry fashioned from the remains of an un- of an unfortunate sea reptile? Think again. Sea turtles are enigmatic and charismatic, and that makes them an unfortunate target of poachers on the high seas and beaches alike. The rare hawkskin, hawksbill turtle, heavily trafficked for the ornamental use of its carapace, is one example of the sea turtle plundering problem, Jesus, de- described by the brilliantly named organization Too Rare to Wear, which was off, which ha- also offers website visitors a button to report turtle shell production. So, does that answer your question? Because it doesn't. Okay, for yeah, me, there's another. For the shell. There's another paragraph for the shell. No, I get it for the shell. It's not for the yeah. meat. It's for the yeah. shell. Cool. So number four is sharks. Number three is rhinoceroses. And number two, tigers. Okay, I, I could totally see that list makes sense to me. And then number one makes is sense. the penguin. Other than the penguin, the only being animal that you've the never heard of it in your life. Yeah, yeah, it's the penguin's a weird one, and apparently it's uh, given it's spread coronavirus. It's given us, uh, it's given us uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, because it says here. So here's an update from uh, Nature.com from February 26th. Because the thing. This, the facts about this disease change every day. So they say, uh, so even the headlines, like pangolins are a prime suspect, but a slew of genetic analysis has yet to find conclusive proof. So that's the working theory right now, we'll call it, is that pangolins are responsible. Okay. And then I think this New but, York Times piece is trying to say, like, because it says the revenge of the pangolins, like, is this them getting back at us for all the? <laughs> yeah, it, maybe. Who knows? As we said many times at the early incarnation of our previous podcast, the animal revolution is will not be televised. So it's coming. It's just when. Oh, there's pangolin hot pot. The price of a live pangolin has increased from about $7 per pound in the 1990s to around $300 today. Pangolin you hot spot is... When we were in Hong Kong and had hot pot that we had pangolin. I think they would have told us. And our bill so? probably would have shown it. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we would have known. 
it's possible. But then again, we were with a dude who was an interesting character. Who uh, <laughs> who, know, who knows what he was ordering? He could have thrown some pangolin in the mix. It might have been delicious. Pangolin hot pot is considered a delicacy. Officials have been known have been known to try try to impress high level guests with a pangolin meat stir fry. Braise or steam pangolin with ginger and citronelle, citronella, and show off the results online. The meat Sounds is delicious. a status symbol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, what? There's like a cartoon with an old man like consoling a pangolin. Wow, the Chinese restaurant can get you fresh. Oh God, this animal's so weird. What a creepy looking animal. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna send yeah. you this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you this article. Because okay. the main page of this thing is the the first image is like, why would you eat this? <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the most appetizing of. Yeah, I saw that picture. Yep, <laughs> freshly slaughtered meat. I don't like that. I like a disconnect. Well, that's part my, of the problem, uh, and this is why I don't eat meat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because, yeah, I get it. Because there's there's the obvious disconnect from you got this thing. Like, I want you to kill this thing and eat it. And I'm looking at this and going, Nah, I'm good. So, so, yeah. so why would I eat this if someone gives me the meat pieces of this when I got to look at this thing's little weird beady eyes and its big glossy it's snout like first? Scaly, it's like a scaly weasel. Yeah, like so I don't want to eat this. So why no. should I expect for someone to to do all the dirty work and then hand me little strips of this thing? No, I'm good. How big are pangolins? Like I have no sense of scale. Okay, Chinese pangolin, fifteen inches. And the small. Tiny, tiny. Ground pangolin, nineteen inches. Indian pangolin, one point eight feet. Sunda pangolin, one point nine. One point eight. That's pretty big, though. It's a good two feet. Yeah, it's almost my height. It's a lot of. uh, Yeah, they. they, But the other ones are small. Like they're pretty small. This thing totally looks like a Pokemon, by the way. Right? We can admit that. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like a hybrid between a like a weasel and a reptile. It's a very strange yeah. looking thing. I mean, it's, some are cuter than others, right? Yeah. Where others look like monsters. I mean, you they, see they, pictures they, of this thing in Africa where it's like it's curled up into a ball as like bigger animals are trying to eat it. So it's got a pretty good defense mechanism. We're just smart as human beings, so we trap them and then we find creative ways to kill things. So, look, this is just one of those things where if you. Uh, <laughs> I can't even. This picture is so weird. <laughs> this one's very strange. This is like an, an under underbelly shot of a pangolin. I, I can't really describe what's happening <laughs> in this picture. Oh, wow. I just sent it to you. Yeah. Is, uh, that, yeah is that this, real? This, I, I think it's real, yeah. God, it's just it's a very weird. The, it looks like a looks like a Pokemon. So It's got boobs. That's, that's basically what we're looking at. We're looking at a pangolin with boobs. Well, it's a or, mammal, or, right? uh, so it's got to feed its kids. Yeah. Right? So. yeah, but they're defined. It's, that's yeah. the strangest part. Good Look, it, 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 looks like, it looks like a monstrosity. I, I feel like these are the kind of things where if you uh, if you landed on an alien planet, you would see these things and be like, yeah, definitely not from Earth. Definitely not from Earth. Yeah. So... Stop right, eating we'll, pangolins. Stop eating pangolins. Stop. Maybe we'll... Uh, so, yeah, look, I don't know what's going to happen with this. And at the end climate. of the day, like, yeah, th- so. what they say is the same thing all the time, which is wash your hands, don't touch your face, which, by the way, I find it very difficult to not touch my face. I mean, I kind of agree, but it's more of like, don't... Yeah, like, don't rub your eyes and don't... But, yeah, it's difficult. Like, you should always wash your hands and just not be in... Co- you know, I just think it's like being in community spaces because it's spread through, like, fluids, like sweat and like coughing in people's faces 
which I've been in enough foreign countries to know, and left people don't cover their mouths when they cough because they're animals. Um, yeah. So that's part of the problem. So just stay out of large groups of people is what I'm doing, which is what I do pretty good anyway. So I think I'm, I'm hoping I'll be all right. And for me, I am braving that every single day. Although I did yep. go to the Hudson Yard Mall yesterday, and it was a ghost town. Ghost town. Yeah. Like businesses are getting crushed less- by this. Well, it's very interesting because I think it is going to start people realizing that you can indeed work remotely and work from home. And I bet you that stuff like this will actually say, like, you know what? I actually don't need to go in, like, ever. Well, that's one of the things that's coming up about this is they're saying the results of this could be um, ultimately laxing the notion of uh, remote work. Because you'll find, oh, work's still getting done, even though people are remote. So maybe we should rethink the need to get into offices and all that. And it's also like enforcing people that like if you're sick, actually don't come in and you can work from home. It's fine. If you still want to work, just don't come in here. And I think people are like, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do anyways. I don't necessarily want to miss work. But if I'm not feeling good, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get so behind. So I'm just going to come in and just power through it when it's like, no, here's a laptop. Stay at home. Do what you can and feel better. So. And exactly. cough on your own kids. Don't so cough on us. Exactly. Exactly. So we, we're we already pretty deep in this thing. So I'm just going to read one story. We are. Okay. Yeah. So one story that I had. I had two, but the other one is Canadian, so we'll ignore it. Um, so here, here's the one story I got for you. <clears throat> From the New York Times. FDA bans school electric shock devices. The ban is national, but it is squarely targeted at a single school in Massachusetts that has been using electric shocks to condition students' behavior for decades. And if you're wondering, today is March 7th, 2020. This was written. I know what you're thinking. Wow. Way to dust off an article from the 1970s. No, this is from yesterday, March 6th, 2020. Wow. Okay. So what are they like? Explain this device to me then. Okay, here we go. So in a rare sweeping decision, the Food and Drug Administration announced this week that it was banning the use of electronic shock devices to correct self-harming or aggressive behavior. The practice presents an, quote, an unreasonable and substantial risk of illness or injury, end quote, the agency said in a statement on Wednesday. The ban is national, but it is targeted at a single school. The Judge Rottenberg educational center in canton massachusetts which serves students both children and adults who have intellectual disabilities or behavioral emotional or psychiatric problems it appears to be the only school in the united states that uses painful electric shocks to discipline students and the process and the practice has been in place for decades those students who have been approved by a court to receive the treatment wear a backpack with a battery inside. It has protruding wires that can deliver shocks to the skin when triggered by an employee at the school. The practice was meant to condition the behavior of students by causing pain when they acted in ways that endangered themselves or others. Quote, Evidence indicates a number of significant psychological and physical risks are associated with the use of these devices, including worsening of underlying symptoms, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, pain, burns, and tissue damage, end quote, the FDA's statement said, quote, in addition, because you needed more, many people who are exposed to these devices have intellectual or developmental disabilities that make it difficult to communicate their pain, end quote. (laughs) So we're going to shock them instead because, you know, you can't communicate your pain. Let's give you more pain so we really know how you're feeling. Decades. One school. You don't think, like, 
you, you think at any point they're like, we're ahead of the curve. I can't believe no one else is doing this. This is this is great. We get to shock some kids. It's like a dog collar. But and similar to a dog collar, I could liken this to my dad's dog. He's got uh, she has this collar around her neck and he can press a button and she gets a shock. And he'll just keep saying, look at how well behaved she is. She's so well behaved. Meanwhile, he's constantly pressing that button whenever she's jumping on the counter to try to eat the food. And it happens constantly. The dog's not a puppy. I'm like, no, the dog's not well behaved. You just have to keep shocking the shit out of this dog. But the dog hasn't learned, though, that he can take the collar off. The dog just has sort of accepted that the shocks are part of getting jumping on the table and maybe getting the, a taste of some food. Yeah, but when you do get, yeah, is it, I guess the question then comes to be, is it worth it? And does the dog understand that it's worth it for just a, for just a lick? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure the dog could do some risk-reward stuff here. And the shocks, maybe, maybe they're shocking, no pun intended, but they don't hurt. Right? Does that make sense? It's like static shock, where it's just like, ooh, like you know, you don't, you're not gonna curl up a yeah. ball afterwards. It's just enough to sort of make you pull your hand back. Right. You're taking it back. You're taking it back. Yeah. But you're not. Yeah. You're not in pain. Yeah. You might be. I once did a static shock. I had a um, like a speaker setup, and there was like a blue light on it when it was on, and a red light when it was off. One time, I hit that button, got a static shock. Blue light didn't work anymore. <laughs> Zapped it out. Red light worked. Not the blue one. Well, look, I'm glad that this is not happening anymore, but, I mean, these are some of these <laughs> archaic things that you find that we're still using. And it's like, yeah, we're not really there as, as, as a modern society in some places. We're still, uh, I mean, I'm sure kids are still still getting paddled and spanked in some, in some you know, Catholic school somewhere in the Deep South. I'm sure that still happens, right? It has to. Yeah. Like, corporal well, punishment a- is not dead, even though it's real interesting that corporal punishment is illegal in New Zealand. You can't spank your kids here. Yeah, well, some some of the students' relatives, have, reading from the article, have defended the practice, saying that it worked to change students' behavior when nothing else could, and denounced the FDA's decision. Quote, I just feel like I got punched in the gut when they did this. And quote, said Louisa Goldberg, 66, whose son Andrew Goldberg, 39, lives at the center. Quote, I'm just so sad. End quote. She, says, she said that her son had brain damage and epilepsy and that he showed severe aggression as a teenager. There were violent episodes, trips to the hospital, and, psych- and psychotropic medications that left him sluggish. His mother said he was placed in physical restraints for hours at a time. Quote, his life was torture. End quote. She said, this is a defense? Defense of oh, like, we, hey, there's nothing else I can do goes to on. stop this kid yeah. and this works. So why are you taking away the yeah. one thing that works? Mr. Goldberg went to live at the Judge Rottenberg Educational Center at age 19 and began wearing an electric shock device. Ms. Goldberg said her son would receive two-second shocks as a sporadic part of a broader treatment plan. He has, been, he has since been weaned off the device and can do things he could not do before, like go to the movies. Quote, this treatment works, and I will stand by it, and I will fight for it. End yeah. quote, Ms. Goldberg said. That's like the start of a horror movie. She's like, just, just need to run a couple experiments. Just need to kidnap a few kids who's got some problems. Strap some electrical shock therapy devices and then just show them I can condition them to be good kids. Well, I guess, I guess my question is what's the alternative from doing this? Does the article state, here's the alternative that we found is successful, which is why this is no longer needed? She's living in the past because her 38 year old son, 20 years ago, this worked for him, but we found better ways that aren't as inhumane as this one is. No, and that's not, probably not a that bit I of could the see. problem here. Is that but the sure. but the thing is that she said it was part of a broader, broader treatment. Like, what else was part of that treatment? And was yeah, this know. just a part of it because that's just what they did? You're the only school that's doing this, right? You know, so they, that's my question. What are the other schools doing to stop? Like, if you have this kid now today, what do you do? 
that isn't shocking him. And are you those things just as are those things just as <laughs> are those things just as effective? If they are, then yeah, stop using electricity. But if they're not, and this is the one thing that works, and it just we don't like it, that's a little different story. Well, you look at you watch old movies. You kind of referenced this before, but you watch old movies where they would actually, or period pieces where they strap people to these chairs and shock them, like do those like head shocking things. Like they actually thought that worked. Well, think about slapping women in the in like the the twenties and thirties. Oh, she's hysterical. Just hit her. That's huh? totally a thing, right? That was totally a thing of, you know, you're sitting there and you start crying and someone just smacks you and goes, "You're hysterical. Stop out of it." Or they shake you. Like, yeah. That was totally a thing that you saw in movies. Well, women are are scary mysteries that are tough to understand. <laughs> so, when you're in those situations and you're frightened, there's only one thing you could do and that's just grab them and shake them. But that's such <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. If you've got a better way, then use the better way, which we do, obviously. But for this one, I don't know enough about it to say, hey, electric shock therapy doesn't work and it's and it's harmful to this human being. Because it seems yeah. like if you talk to this woman, this is what changed her son's life. Yeah. And there's always going to be those people. Like, look at all the – what was I watching when they were talking about the benefits of, like, CBD, right? Where some people do it and it's like a miracle cure for every disease, right? And, like, joint pain or like, and stuff, yeah. Exactly. And then other people do it to, like, this doesn't do anything. Right. So depends on the people. Yeah, you never know. So exactly. But I thought that was an interesting one when I saw this. I was like, holy shit, people actually do this. But look, if you're the only one that's doing it, it's probably time for you to stop. That's just everything in life. It's not that you're just so special and you're, you know, you're ahead of the curve. It's that if you're the only one that's been doing this for decades, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, and and if you think it's worth revisiting, uh, you know, keep keep fighting for it. Keep fighting for it, but come come with some conclusive facts. You know? Anyway, that's it for the stories. We're pretty late into this, so yep. let's move on to a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish, the political segment. Um, big news. We are down to a two-man, one-woman race, and that two-man race is Joe Biden versus Bernie Sanders, and for some reason, Tulsi Gabbard is still running. Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> she is she's the worst i i completely turned on her with the impeachment vote mess yeah with the letter that she wrote she's a coward and the fact yeah. that she's staying in this just makes me dislike her even more i don't know why she's doing it it seems really weird although they did completely fuck her over with the debate because the rules were if you have any delegates you can get into the debate well she has two she has two delegates and they're like nope we, we we met we changed the rules you actually need 20% of the currently available delegates to enter the debate so like so why would, why weird. would you stay in at this point if you were her just because you're stubborn and you're not really spending much money like why like what's the point yeah like you don't have a path to victory book deal i guess i don't know it's very bizarre um but either way ignoring her you have uh, which is easy to do uh, especially if you watch CNN, you wouldn't even know. Uh, she, you basically have two people, the youngest of which is uh, 78, 78 year old Joe Biden. <laughs> and then we got Bernie Sanders, uh, who you voted for. I did vote, and I'm very glad that I voted for Bernie Sanders because everyone else dropped out and I wasn't going to vote for Joe Biden. Look, here's my stance on this Joe Biden's going to, he can't beat Trump. 
And nope. this, this is why you're going to get Trump for another four years, because as the old saying goes, and this is just my assumption of this, is that mostly Bernie's base doesn't actually vote. <laughs> right? Like, that's what I'm yes. assuming. Like, people yeah. who like Bernie are young people, and in general, young people don't vote. Period. If you go, if you go vote via Twitter and Reddit, he would crush. He'd win. But young people don't actually vote. It's always old people who go to vote. And so that's why Trump is going to win. That's why Biden is going to win the, the, the primary. Because, yeah, like, look, and I don't think Bernie's the greatest choice either, quite honestly. But, it, I mean, you're going to roll Joe Biden out there. And it's just because I, the only reason why I know this is because all the other delegates, they dropped out of the race and, and basically said, I'm supporting Joe Biden. <laughs> no one's supporting yeah. Bernie. Not a single one of them came out and supported Bernie. Not one of them. Right. And now Elizabeth Warren, who you'd expect is an easy endorsement for uh, Bernie, hasn't done it yet. She seems like really pissed off, though, at this whole thing. I think like, she, should, ever she was the first talk. one in, too, remember? if I Right? She was the first one in. I thought Kamala Harris was the first one in. Maybe, maybe she was the first, but like Pocahontas was doing her DNA test way before, <laughs> way, before, She's uh, getting ready. way before Kamala Harris was even a name, like in the, yeah. in the public spotlight, so... Yeah, the unfortunate part is there's no one like an Obama-like character, and that's so flash in a pan, rare. It's a once in a. It's so. once in a. I really believe it's a once in a lifetime thing. I really do, and that's what makes it so special. Really, is because we're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna do sure. any of that. Like it's just it's gonna be. You're gonna keep rolling out Joe Biden's. And like even even Trump is going to be a once in a lifetime thing. You're not going to get another president like Donald Trump. You won't. Um, you'll get any of these other stiffs as Republicans that they'll roll out here. But it's a once in a lifetime that you get a president like this, and people are going to stick with that once in a lifetime opportunity to get a president like Trump. He's not going anywhere. You get another four years of this guy, where he's actually got to start making some decisions himself. So that's going to be interesting to see whether or not he actually can put in policies knowing that he's probably going to lose the Senate, meaning that he's probably going to lose some of these other these other um, important places, but he has control of the Supreme Court. He has control of all these other things. So I'm not necessarily sure of what's going to happen, but he's going to win again. It's just plain and simple that he's going to win. So Trump's going to be your next president, but still go vote for Biden. Maybe Biden will win. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, Biden's running on the position of I could beat Trump, but he's not saying anything about what his plan is. He doesn't really have a positive message to do so other than he's bad. I can go. He's like, he's bad. I'm better. Vote for me. And I know he's Obama. got kind of that appeal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Obama's my buddy. I have a black friend. So black people yeah, vote for that's me. That's what it is. The and honestly, for, which is it's crazy, but that shit worked. It, it worked. Work. Black people it showed up work. for Joe. They love him. Because, again, I don't understand why black people haven't shown up for Bernie when Bernie kind of has a history of voting for civil rights. Right? Like, Bernie totally is the guy that you should... I mean, people just don't like him maybe because he's old. And look, let's be real honest. There could be some anti-Semitism in there as well. Um, but for the most part, I, I, I don't understand how you can vote for Joe other than the fact that he knows Obama. If that's really the category, if that's really the criteria of becoming president then, man, we are in bigger trouble than than anyone else thinks. Well, did you see that um, somebody kind of crashed the 
somebody waved a uh, Nazi flag or something at a Bernie Sanders rally? Oh, no, you wouldn't have seen this. No, yeah. I didn't see this at all. Someone waved a <laughs> Nazi flag, uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Uh, yeah, Nazi flag waved by a man at Bernie Sanders rally. Um, yeah, so your point about anti-Semitism is certainly possible. Um, Look, man, I think it's really, I really do. Like, but here's the here's like, the bigger thing. Yeah. Here's the other problem because it's all this is a race to beat Trump. That's what it yes. is. Like, that's your guy. Like, you are you're literally to to Democrats, right? Let's just call it what it is. You are up against a bad guy. Like, it's like a movie villain bad guy scenario. It's not like <laughs> we're up against Mitt Romney or we're up against George Bush, although he kind of had that as well. But it's not like a original W. It's like no, like this guy is a villain. Well, look, <laughs> no, well, like well, that's look, how they I, I look don't at. Like that's saying how they see this. Him. I don't like saying this because it gets Trump's fans all excited. But he's basically Thanos of the political world. Yeah, kind of. He is. Again, you're sitting and looking at this and being like, man, this. Dude, but he's got such a he's got such a crazy fan base behind him. And it's this dude who doesn't really, like, again, he sort of just believes in just the most outlandish thing possible. If I just get rid of half of you, I fix the world's problems. Like, that's, yeah. he's Thanos. That's what he is. Like, if and- he came back and he said, look, he says, look, folks, things are pretty bad about, uh, with coronavirus, but it's really going to be tremendous for us when we, when we lower our population. It's going to really help our supplies and it's going to be lower unemployment. Everything's going to be great. And half people are like, can you believe he just said that shit? And the other half's going to be like, he's right. He's yeah. absolutely We've got right. Too many people. We've, he's not wrong. And it's poor people dying. It's not people who work hard. It's not people who, <laughs> it's like, that's what it turns into. So it's just, he's going to win again. He's not, I don't believe he's, he's, he's don't worry evil. folks. When, coronavirus kills people they're n- it's not killing our best <laughs> it's yeah, like, I, again, like I, I can, you can pretty much write his campaign for him because it's it's just pick the most outlandish thing you could possibly say and you get half the people who hate you half the people who love you and the problem is is that young people don't vote so it doesn't matter young people aren't voting for trump because they're not voting for anybody yeah i think biden think will matters. be biden is viable it all depends on what's happening when when it comes down to election time, because right now Trump's approval rating is approaching 50. Like he basically has all the Republicans on board, yep. but he, that needs to be kicked down. He needs to do some more silly shit. Like that's the thing is I bet he, when you have the guy in the opposing party trying to champion somebody on your side, that seems like a problem. That seems like he wants that guy to run because he could beat him. So when Trump's saying, "I think the Democrats are feeding, are treating Bernie San- Bernie very unfairly, very unfairly," and um, you're like, "Well, wait, why does he care?" And the only reason he'd want to push Bernie is because he knows it could beat him, and it helps that when they are calling every Democrat a socialist. When you're up against the, because that freaks out all the old Republican voters. Once you start calling and any Republican voter, it would freak them out. When you have your opponent, instead of saying "I'm not a socialist," to saying "Yeah, I'm a socialist," yeah, you might have a little bit of a harder sell versus if you had somebody who was a bit more moderate leaning. And that's the approach, which is, it's not just about. Um, you know, we don't, we don't need the revolution. We just need, we need, let's get back to baseline here. Let's get back to normal yeah, and, and, and not I have look this at that dick. And, go, and I don't, not, but that doesn't get people gonna, excited. That doesn't normal get people is excited, not exciting. And it's not going to get people to vote. And it's not going to get the people that voted for Obama to vote. You'll get the people who always vote and they'll vote for their team. 
And that's what you have. Hillary won the popular vote. That's not what you're trying to win. You're not just, yeah, people don't like Trump. They never have. That doesn't mean he won't become the next president again. Right. And that's what they struggle to realize. And this is why the Democratic Party, this is why the Democrats are a mess. That's why it's a mess. And they deserve to lose. They love to lose. They didn't put forward a single candidate. That insp- again, Bernie is your best choice, and I wouldn't even like. God, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel if you trot old Bernie out there again. Yeah, I, I don't know so, what you do. Trump's you your had, president. <laughs> Four more. You need years. an actor. You need you need the Rock. You need the Rock to come out and run. You need something like that. Yeah, but you got to fight a celebrity with a celebrity. Off of they're benefiting off of Trump being president. Don't think that yeah, they aren't. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta roll out a nice guy celebrity to take on a douchebag celebrity, and then you'll be fine. Well, really, the That's only person I really believe could have beat him is is Oprah. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one that if Oprah actually ran for president, I do believe that she would have won. And Oprah she's didn't even need one. to do anything; like, just get, no. make it a popularity contest, do yes. your thing, and then once you win, be like, "Oh yeah, my VP. Yeah, that that guy's going to do everything. I'm out. See ya. I did my job." Because with, with Oprah, you pretty Peace. much get all the white women. You get all of them. Well, what about what about the uh, black women? You automatically get all the... I mean, that that's a given. The black people are coming with Oprah regardless. Even though Oprah's done some real shady stuff over the last couple of years where you're like, I don't know how much she really likes black people, but still, you're still going to vote because it's Oprah. Who doesn't vote for well, Oprah? Well, black women are, seem to be on the Democratic train no matter what. I mean, they're the ones yeah. who, who got in Doug Jones over that uh, pedophile guy. And it's crazy yes. the amount of people that voted for that guy. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Roy again, Moore. Man, people pick, that was him. People the pick fucking sides. the pedophile cowboy. Like that, that shit's crazy. Again, and it's probably that's where we are. That this is this is America. Young people, people between the ages of eighteen and I'm gonna say forty, don't vote. They don't vote. So why you know, that's why the Dem- the Democrats are looking at this and going, Yeah, Bernie, he's got a real he's got a fan base that has a lot of energy. There's just not a lot of them because they do a lot of talking, but they don't show up when it counts. And so I can't have a I can't have a nominee who does great on Twitter and Instagram and goes on Joe Rogan's podcast, but then when it actually comes time to vote, they basically go, Nah, well, you know, I like Bernie, but I was busy today. <laughs> like you can't have yeah. those people as your as your number one supporters. And that is Bernie's problem. It will always be his problem. It's why he'll never be president. It's going to be a tight race. It's going to be a tight race. We'll see what happens. We'll keep watching. It's going to be a long year to get to that final. Uh, it's going to be a long political year, I should say, to get so to look, that So uh, he- look, here's the deal. Day. If you're a young person and you really, you really want Bernie, or quite frankly, if you don't want Donald Trump to be your president, you need to go vote because no one else is going to do it for you. You have to do this for yourself. Otherwise, you shut up and you, ex- you, ex- you be happy with Trump being your president for the next four years. Because that is something that would swing this if more young people, if you got unprecedented numbers, you don't even need 50%, right? I think something no. like 12% of young people vote. It's such a small number. <laughs> and only really 40% of the population votes. That's what I'm saying. So young people, if you got it, even half of you went out and voted, you have a chance of actually ending this. But you're not going yep. to. So shut up. Either do it or shut up. I don't want to hear from you anymore. I don't want to hear yep. your memes about Trump. I want to hear your memes about how stupid this is. Like, it's your fault. You are to blame for this if this dude becomes president for the next four years. Yep. Pretty much. Well, that's enough of that shit. Let's move on <laughs> with some uh, with some media therapy. So huh? question. What do you say? question here's, I, got, I got one of these for you. Okay. And this is courtesy of Alice. All right. Who's older? Okay. Here we go. Daniel Craig. 
Mm. Or Paul Giamatti. <sighs> oh my God. They are very close in age, I feel. I want to say. Oh man. Because Dan. It's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm trying to think. Because I. Oh God. It's. I think. I think Daniel Craig is older. I don't actually know. I don't remember which one it is. So you. you oh, what the fuck, up. man? Come on. And I it's had one, one queued up anyway. God it's damn it. All right. Here we it's go. Good one. Daniel Craig. Because I'm trying to remember what the answer is. <laughs> I don't remember. That's how. It's close. It's very close. Okay. Wow. Um, so I'm right, first of all. But I'm only off by. So, but I'm right. But Daniel Craig was born in March 1968. Paul Giamatti, born June 1960. Oh, wait. Hang on a second. So Daniel Craig is like four months older than him. Wait, wait. Hang on. I think I messed this up. No, you didn't mess it up. I think so. No, he's like... uh, No, Paul Giamatti is older. He's older by like a year, like like nine months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, the months threw me off. So Paul Giamatti, born June 6, 1967. Daniel Craig, born March 2nd, 1968. But they're both 52 years old pretty close huh that's a good one because i didn't know that is a good one that's That's pretty good good. yeah even though you 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 didn't know the answer that's still pretty good so i guess i will pocket this one for next week then yes you can ask me again and i'll probably still get it wrong it'll be a different one it's gonna be a different one that's the thing so hey the reason why i bring this up for media therapy is because i want to talk about them pushing this movie yeah okay because this movie was supposed to come out like in a couple of weeks right it's supposed to come out uh, April second, yeah, I believe. So in a month, it's yeah, or April third, or April tenth, whatever. It's supposed to come out in April, and I'm very upset because you know I'm a very big Bond fan. No, no, look, I, I watched and I brought this up because we watched Casino Royale last night. Mm-hmm. It's still and awesome. Still an awesome movie. It looks Love dated it. though, which is weird to watch a movie that I very, I very, I remember going to the movie theater to watch this movie. But what do you and mean dated? Because it seems to be that it was intentionally shot in like a classical style. It was. Like it looks like an HD still, version of a movie made in like the sixties. Yeah, because it is a it's a it's a remake of because there's two Casino Royale movies in the Bond universe. There's actually three. There's okay. So yeah. So again, it's not that this is the completely <laughs> original idea for a movie. It's just sort of doing this modern take on this. Now, the reason why I say it's dated is because the way that it's not just the way that it's shot, but the actual types of shots. Like, watch a movie now, right? You get lots of drone shots, Mm -hmm. right? You get lots of different types of cuts. You don't get, like, fades and transitions. And I know some of that stuff was stylistically done for this movie. It's just very interesting to watch it and just go, yeah, this movie is just, it's a different time. We are 20 years later, and this movie just looks different. It's not bad. It was actually kind of refreshing to not watch the same drone overhead shot of a city you know, as you're, you know, as the story is being told. So I look, I still love this movie. It's great. The poker scenes are great. It's a little long. I didn't realize how long it was. Yeah, the the last the last quarter yeah. is very strange because he does the thing, everything seems good, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, actually, there's there's a whole nother plot that we have not unveiled, yeah. which is the rest of the movie. And, yeah, it's, and it's just kind of tagged on at the end. And to me, it just sort of sums up yeah. how bad of a movie Quantum of Solace is. <laughs> well, no, as a as a as a direct sequel to it, it works in yeah, a way. But that's what I mean. The end was so clunky that they made and, a whole nother movie just as clunky. 
No, the problem with Quantum of Solace was that it was created during the writer strike. Yes, yeah, no, so absolutely. it was absolutely. part but, but of it was a, written by Daniel Craig. Yeah, which is just. But I will say, Quantum of Solace is one of the prettiest of the Bond movies. Yes, but like again, he shouldn't be. This just cool. shows that he shouldn't be writing. Like that movie's a mess. Now again, I'm tempted to go watch it again because I haven't watched it since I. You should watch I, it. It's got it's got some good moments. I I do oh, enjoy. It I just movie. remember. But I remember then again, watching it in the movie theater, just being like, "This is awful. Why am I watching the only, this? This is terrible." The only Bond movie that I really have trouble enjoying, and this is of all of them, is uh, License to Kill. That one's that one's a hard watch because that one is the is one where he fights like Mexican drug lords. It's very strange, <laughs> and uh, and it's just like really violent and gross. And that, that's why I'm not a fan because Timothy yeah. Dalton he gets a lot of shit, but um, the Living Daylights is a lot of fun. It's a fun Bond movie, and he's great. So and that that's the one where he kind of helps Al Qaeda. It's very bizarre, but it's still uh, <laughs> it's still a great movie and it's a lot of fun. But then to go from that, which was like kind of this adventure romp to this gritty movie where you had sharks eating people, it's and and somebody getting thrown into a into a grinder. It's it's gross. So anyway, um, so so yeah, I, I kind of. I kind of wanted to watch all of Daniel Craig's Bond movies before the next one came. And this is not why I watched Casino Royale. I was just sort of thinking, like, this is supposed to be his last Bond movie. This is it, right? Daniel Craig's he's in more movies where he has a southern accent than anything else at this point. So he's he trying to – so he's just trying to get away from Bond. Yeah. And his have Bond you, have you has always – Logan Lucky? I have. <laughs> it's, <just weird. laughs> it's so weird it's ridiculous. So, again, but, like, he just very clearly wants to do other stuff. And his bond was always sort of the, again, if you watch Casino Royale, it just starts with he's just killing people. And you're just kind of like, yeah, this is a different bond. And No Time to Die is supposed to be him sort of getting out of this thing. So it's just very, again, the movie's done. Um, and it was supposed to be out in a month. But if you realize that China is your second biggest movie market, you can't release a movie like this where you're expecting to get all of this money when... All of the movie theaters in China are closed. Yeah, but so I think that they released the int- song and everything. Like the whole, the whole Bond, you know, the whole pageantry around releasing a Bond movie had started. It was like basically we got there, where it's like the next month you're going to see Daniel Craig and Billie Eilish and all these people promoting this thing, and then it's just like, yeah, we pushed it back for seven months, eight months. Yeah, I think so. Um, but the, what's interesting is. The way the movie industry is and this kind of appointment viewing and where you have to go to a movie theater to and everybody's like, build up the hype, build up the hype, make millions over a single weekend. I was thinking about this in the game industry and like this is the biggest – this disease is one of the biggest things for um, – is one of the biggest cases for digital distribution. Yep. Like games are going to be fine, especially now that physical media is kind of getting crushed by digital – and movies as well, it's all digital distribution. I don't, except for movie theaters and box offices have been steadily declining, I'd say. And they're looking for reasons to come by. That's why things like Alamo Draft House and AMC Dine-Ins, it's like, yeah, come here. You'll have a good meal. You know, it'll, you'll watch a movie. You'll have a drink. And, uh, and, and it's an experience. You know, you have a, you have a night out of it. And it, it gives that more incentive or IMAX for your $30 tickets and your there's 4D theaters. It's like ridiculous. But what if they I, I don't understand why they didn't say, all right, we'll do the release as we planned because they're going to take a bath like they're they cost them. What they say, like $30 million to push this movie back. But 
Yeah. If you if all if you released it on the right day on the same day and then said it's also available for digital distribution day and date or maybe a month later instead of the usual three months later and you could download it for ten bucks that all goes to the distributor I mean they probably give Apple and whoever else like whatever distributor like a some percentage of a cut but is it really that much of a difference than if you got somebody to pay in a movie theater. Like I would have done that with a test case, put it on the theaters and then said, here, it's available for $15. Just like well, you would look, go to a movie I, theater. I would say, cause I'm looking up some information now. Right. And the thing that I always look at when stuff like this happens is who is the production company out of the big five now? Right. Is it Sony? Is it Disney? Is this it one's Paramount? Sony, I believe, right? This one is universal. Oh, Universal's putting it. That's interesting. And I believe that Universal has taken a pretty big bath on a couple of movies recently. Yeah, but they're going to have a big year. They're going to have a big year if they're putting out this thing. But this is my point, though, right? Is that Universal is probably looking at this going, we can't afford to have another giant flop like this. Because this is one of their tent poles. I mean, so is the the Kong versus Godzilla movie that they pushed back as well. And not because of this. They pushed that movie back for other reasons. Yeah, but you know what's not pushed back? Fast and Furious Saga, Fast 8, or, or Fast 9, whatever the hell they're calling it. Yeah, That's but again, I, I'm looking at Universal's tent pools, tent poles, and they don't, like, they don't necessarily have the tent poles the way that Marvel does. They can't afford to take a bath on a movie. If you look at sort of what they've sort of lost the most amount of money on, I'm, I'm trying to quickly go through this, but I'm sure... I'm sure Universal, out of all of these companies, is probably on the on the shorter end of the stick as far as making money. They just are. They're, they're not to the level that you know Disney is. They're not to the level of Sony or Warner Brothers. And you know Universal, which is owned by Comcast, doesn't really have the streaming outlet that the other companies do either. Well, that's not true because they have the distribution channel they have of their own platform. Cable boxes now distribute. This, this is my point, premium, though. Cable box movies. is not going to save a again. What saves a movie like this is a Netflix. No, it's or, not. Or, but you have, but like you have that, a deal right? through them where it's like, yeah, you want to watch this at home, you could pay ten bucks and you'll get it. Or whereas the other places, you got to pay fifteen. Why not? They get all yeah. that money. They get all of it. Look, they don't have to worry about paying concessions or any of that nonsense. But I mean, that's me selfishly looking at this because I want yeah. this movie. I'm yeah, a big exactly. Bond fan. But that's I what I mean. I, I say if you if you look at this thing completely, and you're and you're universal, you go, man, we we have no choice but to sort of try to backload the end of the year for our big tent poles, which is I again it's it's Kong versus Godzilla and it's this thing. Those are the two to me that sort of have the again, I'm looking through their list of movies and I can't find any other giant tent poles that Fat, they release. Fast after. nine fast nine is gonna make more and that's money it, than right? so all that's, of those. But again, what, it might make money than out? both of those combined. It comes out in like May or June soon. And again, I bet you that gets pushed back too. Oh, I hope not. Oh, I hope not. Don't put that juju on. Me. I bet you Don't it does. Do it. Cause if it comes May 22nd. out May, and that's a and that's a giant movie for them and your second biggest market that you're pandering to in these specific movies can't go to buy the movie tickets for it. Could already buy tickets for this thing. You could have already bought tickets for Skyfall or not Skyfall for <laughs> No Time to Die. Yeah. So was your plan to watch these movies leading up to No Time to Die? Or it wasn't my thinking, specific yeah. plan, but I was thinking of like, you know, I don't I haven't watched Casino Royale in a very long time. Maybe I should actually maybe I should actually watch it. So look, 2020 so far. Do you want to know Universal Universal's movies so far? And again, it's the beginning of the year. So being, you know, uh being a bit not as critical on them. 
Doolittle is the very first thing they released this year. Oh no! Well, I know the uh, the Invisible Man just came out, right? That's theirs. and the Invisible Man was was the next bigger movie that they released. So if I quickly read through this, the Hunt, Trolls World Tour. Well, they pushed back which, the Hunt because of a shooting, I believe. <laughs> so okay, Trolls World Tour, which is uh, DreamWorks animation. Did that come so out? So they're just distributing this. Uh, it comes out April seventeenth, as far as Wikipedia. All right, cool. Just want to make sure I didn't miss. Fast, it. I like the first Trolls. Fast good. and Furious Nine comes out May twenty second, and I get you. Th- I bet you that that gets pushed back. Um, Candyman, King of Staten Island, Don't Minions. The Purge 5, Nobody, Bios, Halloween what? Kills, No Time oh. to Die. Yeah. This is it. This is their movies for the year. Those are, some, those are some big revenue-generating movies, though. But, the, but not to the level where you can just not have China involved in watching your movie. Right. That's, that's okay. Point. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's like, the case with not, every movie now. Every you're m- not going to pander to your second biggest demographic for some of these movies. And quite frankly, there's a lot of horror movies in here that Chinese people aren't watching that mess. No. So that's the thing. You're, you're talking about two separate things because... Those horror movies make make a ton of money. Like the Invisible yes, Man was number one. And because it's actually really good. They they don't cost a lot of money to make. Right. And if you're specifically looking at American audiences, you can make a horror movie. I mean, ask Jordan Peele. You can make a horror movie for fifty million dollars and make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. Or less. But, I mean, you can you can make it for way less than that. Like something like um, the first Purge was probably like ten million dollars, if that. The budget for No Time to Die is two hundred and fifty million. You cannot. Right. You cannot take a bath on that movie. Right. Those movies, though, like you're talking about movies that are made with the intent of reaping revenue in China. Absolutely. But how long is that window open? Like, if you released it in the States now and you release it in the China market, like, in six months, do they just all steal it? Like, what happens? Yeah, <laughs> what? that, 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 that oh. is what happens. And that's the problem. All right. Fair enough. Well, all right, is that eventually everyone just bootlegs it. So right. that's part of the problem. You sort of have to release all this stuff at once, get your box office hit, and then just live with the fact that people are going to steal the movie. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their list, and geez, the movies that Universal is releasing, it's not, it's like they're not messing with Marvel, man, like, or with Disney. They just aren't. They're like, this, it's a real mid tier level of movies. There's three animated features in this thing. How great would it be if uh, Universal gets bought by Disney and then we have a Fast and Furious versus Avengers movie? Well, the pro- <laughs> the, fam- oh, Tyrese, the family, Ty- Tyrese fighting Thanos, <laughs> the, the family versus the Avengers. Uh, oh, so they actually fight each other that way. They don't like team up. No, 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 no. I mean, they might at the end, but I mean, at the end of the day, everybody in the Furious family is uh they're they're all criminals yes <laughs> yes <laughs> they all are a lot of people and i mean their origin stories are all being criminals and thieves so yeah the avengers would probably see them be like oh these this is a problem right like this is an unstoppable team of people <laughs> that can almost do anything like do you know they dropped cars out of a plane once <laughs> We got to stop them. We got to stop them. Yeah. We got to stop them. Yeah, they are a menace to, uh, they are a menace to, to uh, the society as we know it with the yep. things that they do. So, yeah, you get Captain America. You bring Iron Man's body back. It's all good. Yeah. Hey, what do you think it's possible that they bring back uh, Paul Walker? 
in one of these uh, movies. Why, I told you that. I was like, why Why wouldn't they? They brought back everybody else. That's true. CGI. CGI. Because they didn't look, kill man, him look, in the man, canon. I told He's you, still that would alive. Be the greatest, that would be the greatest trick of all time if they brought him back alive. No, no. I mean, not dead. literally. I mean, if you put... <laughs> I'm not talking literally. We did talk about no, that. No, I like, the, saying, I like, like literally. That makes me happier. Right. Well, we don't want to retread ground here. Yeah, I think Universal is going to be just fine. I think they'll be okay. And those horror right. movies, they'll do all right, but uh, I don't know. I think they'll do okay. The Minion movies, can have, although those have been more disappointing lately and uh, financially, but Minions, they've, they actually added some breathing room between the last one and this one, so maybe it'll help. Um, I, I think they'll be fine. I'm upset that Bond got pushed. I don't think it's the I, last movie that gets pushed, by the way. I think a lot of these movies are going to start falling off. They're going to get yeah. pushed. They just will. They'll get the back end of this year will be very heavy loaded. Again, I think the big tent poles in the summer, they're going to wait as long as possible before they push those um, because people are just sort of waiting and seeing and hoping that things start to calm down over the next month or two. But yeah, like that May date, that's a that's one that you might actually want to think about because you might not actually hit that. Like, did, did Mulan get pushed back at all? No. Not sure, but that's one that is specifically catered toward the Chinese audience. And if they're not going to movie theaters, you might as well just can that thing. Like, there's no point in releasing it. Ever? I mean... That doesn't make any sense. Go, unless you want to go Disney Plus. Well, they will eventually, but again, you don't you don't need these wide releases. You can still make money. Yeah, like, this Mulan thing comes out March, money. March 25th. This thing's going to yeah, get pushed. Still, no way that this still, thing doesn't get that's pushed. It's still coming out. It's well, coming out. what's the... I don't think... How high of how big of a budget was that? Two hundred million. Uh, Mulan's budget two hundred million dollars for Mulan. Again, you cannot God. even if you're Disney, you can't just go. Okay, we'll release it, and then you know the Chinese just won't go to it. <laughs> like it's not gonna happen. Maybe this maybe this will get them out. What if Mulan is the cause of the surge of coronavirus? Because Disney is too stubborn to push, and they put it out there, and they can't resist going to this movie, and then all of a sudden, disaster. Again, if Disney really wants and then to see it gets, how... And then it becomes the Mulan Plague, and that's what it's called. <laughs> this this is a movie that, if this thing still really is, this is when I think Disney is perfect position to release this on Disney Plus and just completely crank up that subscriber number because what else is on Disney Plus other than The Mandalorian at this point? When's the last time you watched Disney Plus? You pay for it. Yeah. Um, when did The Mandalorian end? That's when I watched it last. Yeah, exactly. So why not release Mulan? You'd watch this. You'd watch Mulan if they put it on Disney Plus, wouldn't you? Sure. I'd watch in the background. Yeah. See? So that's what I mean. Like, I think that that holds more water than doing that for Bond does. Because Disney's got a direct platform that is newly released that they could easily just go, you know what? Yep. We're releasing in movie theaters, but we're also going to release it at the same time streaming. And all you got to do is pay for, you know, whatever. You got to pay for the subscription for the for the month. And that's still just as much money as you get from a movie ticket. And you get all these people to see it and you still release it in the during the states or in the states at the same time. That's what I would do. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But man, coronavirus wreaking havoc between this, the stock markets, and then, you know, of course, the people that are actually sick and dying. You know, coronavirus uh Given zero fucks. It's a real deal. So stay safe out there. Keep your hands clean. Don't go in big groups. Stay inside. Embrace digital distribution. Don't go out and buy things physically. Reduce the clutter. Download your games. Stream your movies. And tell people about this podcast if they're bored at home. (laughs) Yeah. 
do that. Because you know what? You're home. You're alone. You're going to run out of shit to talk about with whoever you're quarantined with. Or you're alone. And you have nobody to talk to. So you might as well listen to us. And, you know, live vicariously through our conversation. You're welcome. And you could tell them to just go to he'sabroad.com. Or find us on iTunes or any other podcast service around the world. And if you are on iTunes, please leave us a nice review or a bad review. I don't know if bad reviews actually kick you down or not, but say nice things. And if you want to give me any feedback, Arlen and Greg, keep it coming. <laughs> and for the rest of yeah. you, step Good. your shit up. And uh, <laughs> till next time, this podcast is over.